Hello, everybody. Welcome back to our podcast series with guest host Larry Spoth. Larry, thank you for joining me again. Oh, it's my pleasure, Jeff. Glad to be on and glad to see if we can't get some information out there to everybody. So when we wrapped up our last session, we were uh, we were talking about risk. And so what we want to focus on today is when somebody is looking at um, moving into retirement, they're they're putting all their their different retirement income options together. You really focus on eliminating the the downward um, risk of retirement income, correct? Well, that's that's correct, and and there's there's a reason for that. Um, and if you were to go back and listen to the podcast that we put out there last time you would hear our conversation about sequence of returns while taking income. Now, I'm not going to drill into that too deep today, Jeff, because we already have, but it's very simple to imagine. If we were sitting there, if I, if I retired tomorrow morning, that'd be great. But it'd be just my luck that I've got this wonderful portfolio, TSP, uh, maybe a 457 plan, something like that. And sure enough, I retire yesterday, and today is the beginning of a big fat recession. And so what we all kind of think about in the back of our heads is, I don't want to run out of money in old age. I don't want my portfolio to spend down, or I'm going to be in deep trouble. So sequence of returns just means I can't afford to lose money in the market while I'm taking income right? It's a double-edged sword. I can't lose money and draw money out. It's kind of like I'm losing money twice. So we have to find a solution for that. Now, most people are going to automatically think, oh, well, you know, I'll just stick my money in a, a money market account or the bank or buy a CD. Well, the problem is, as we all know, those products aren't earning anything to speak of as far as returns are concerned, right? What's a money market? paying these days, just over 1%. Well, that's not going to do you any good. So what we have to do is find a vehicle, a tool that will eliminate the downside risk. So if I'm taking income, I can't lose money in the market at the same time. But yet at the same time, Jeff, I've got to earn some returns to offset what I've drawn out. It just makes sense. So what type of a product is that? And, and if I'm using that product, how am I dividing my money up to into, I call it buckets, right? Different buckets of money. One bucket, I call it my income bucket. One bucket, I call it my growth bucket. So there's a product out there called a fixed indexed annuity, okay? So now that I've mentioned the word annuity, Jeff, we've got to be very, very careful in the annuity space, in my opinion. For example, personally, I hate variable annuities for a lot of reasons. We're not going to drill into them today, but I hate them. Generally speaking, I'll just say this, very high fees, market risk, what's the purpose, okay? When we look at the indexed annuity side, what that means is, and this is super important for everybody listening, I can get indexed returns with no market-linked risk of loss, meaning, I cannot lose money. It's contractually guaranteed by an insurance company. And that we would only use an A-rated insurance company. And that insurance company 
is the company guaranteeing with their full claims paying ability that I will not lose money? Okay, and we'll talk about insurance risk in a minute. So let's pretend I rolled some money over to this insurance company and now they're saying, that's great, Larry, we're gonna protect your asset, you can't lose any money, and we're gonna grow your asset based on a specific index. So an index is like you know, the S&P 500, the NASDAQ, there's thousands of different indexes. And so we wanna find an insurance company that's using an index with good average rates of return that hopefully will exceed the money that we're taking out. So for example, if I'm taking out 5% of my money per year for income, then I wanna, I wanna have an average return, at least we can look historically, right? We don't know what'll happen tomorrow, but I wanna have an average return of more than 5% so that I'm not spending down my asset, all right? And those products exist. You know, Jeff, you, you've heard me before on Channel 9, so I, I'm lucky I, I go on TV as a financial guy sometimes, Channel 9, Channel 8, Channel 7 in this area. So some of the people listening may have heard me on, on TV before, and I get so many calls, Jeff, because I'll mention index returns with no market-linked risk of loss, and people call in, how, are you, how can you do that? Is that even possible? And, and it absolutely is. Now, there's pluses and minuses to every investment, and the same thing for indexed annuities. So you have to learn the pitfalls, and you have to learn what problems does this particular product solve. So when we're... We're, we're looking at and structuring a full retirement plan, net of estimated taxes, inflation, everything. These index products can, for the right person, play an extraordinarily important role. And without properly learning how these products work, so many people come into our office with a preconceived notion, oh my gosh, annuities. Well, that's true. But if you pick the right one for the right reason and solve the most important problem that you have going into retirement, that's market losses, these tools can be very, very effective for some of our money, right? Last week, we talked a little bit about market guard portfolios over on that private wealth platform. We won't drill into that too much today. But Jeff, if you can just visualize, you know, you, you retire, and then all of a sudden you lose a bunch of money. Not sustainable. And so one of the first steps for somebody coming into our office or these days doing a Zoom meeting is to teach sequence of returns and how we deploy the indexed annuity to solve that problem. But again, you know, there's a lot of products out there, Jeff. And so you've got to have somebody that competes insurance companies against each other and really does that due diligence to find uh, the right product or the right tool for that job. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. And uh, something that you and I've talked about, I've heard you mention it before on other broadcasts, and I think it's important to point out to the audience here is your discussion on bond replacement. Can oh, yeah. Get into more detail in, into that. Yeah, sure. And, you know, it's funny because I just mentioned it uh, last week when I was on the Sunday morning program on Channel 9 and I got a lot of calls. And some people are asking, what are you talking about bond replacement program? What is that? Well, it's just kind of a nickname that we made up because if you think about the typical portfolio or maybe a portfolio that I see on a daily basis, somebody's coming in and 
and we get their statement, we run a Morningstar analysis on it, and maybe we see that they have, you know, 60-40 splits, 60% equities, 40% bonds. Well, that's great. That's typical. But if you think about it today, Jeff, what are bonds really paying? I mean, hardly anything, right? Unless you've got something that's really old that had a high interest rate, bonds just aren't doing any heavy lifting for us. And then the flip side of the coin, Jeff, is looking out a few years, we're going to assume interest rates are going to rise, right? And so if interest rates rise, what happens to the value of the bond that we're holding today? It's shrinking. So today's bond, if you want to sell it three years from now in order to get a bond that's yielding something better, what do you have to do? You have to sell the bond at a discount or what is a fancy word for a loss in order to get into a better one. So bonds aren't really paying anything and we're fearful of the future rates that we would have to exchange that bond for. So bonds are a problem, but we have them in our portfolio really simply as a downside hedge on risk, right? If the market goes into the tank, we're hoping, oh man, you know, my bonds will help protect a certain percentage of my portfolio. True enough. But let's solve the bond problem with that same tool I just mentioned, Jeff, the indexed annuity. Because let's just pretend your, your AAA rated bond is paying 1, 1.3%, somewhere in there. You 10-year US Treasury, as we record this, just broke 0.7% this morning. It's ridiculous. You're not earning anything. It's safe, but you're not earning anything. So if you take the fixed indexed annuity and you think to yourself, okay, this product is safe. And the way Larry designed it was he stripped out all the external fees. So the insurance company is not charging you for mortality costs, income riders, all these different things that they can put on that eat up your portfolio. We strip those out so we have pure indexed returns on average significantly higher rate of return than today's bonds that are out there hence the the term bond replacement program it's just a nickname but all we're trying to do with that product jeff is one we're going to protect the money that we're going to be drawing income out of right we're going to protect that money from market losses and then at the same time, we're trying to get better returns than what bonds are offering. And currently, there's many different index products out there that on average are replacing or, or beating those rates. So we want to use that tool for those reasons. I hope that wasn't too wordy, but it solves a lot of problems on the side of your portfolio that you're trying to protect and get income from. And it's just critical, Jeff, to try to teach people how that works and why it works and how these products work and what some of the features are that you want to be aware of to not get involved with and some of the features that are good, right? Because, I mean, let's be real. There's no such thing as a perfect investment. It doesn't exist, right? Everything's got an upside or a downside. And so that's, that's where we nickname the bond replacement program. Well, it makes sense. Uh, I think I speak for others out there listening, going, okay, this, okay, protecting me from market losses, creating income is great, but if I, uh, I'm healthy, 
you know, 20, maybe 30 years into retirement, what about growth? Exactly. So when you're looking at growth, what are we trying to do? I'll divide it into my two buckets again. Okay. So if you're visualizing, just visualize two buckets of money. That one bucket has the indexed annuity in it. We're looking for good solid returns. We're not pretending an indexed annuity is going to be a grand slam home run in returns. No, moderate good solid returns to offset your income with no market linked risk of loss and no fees. We've put enough money in that bucket in that product to hopefully support the income that we want for life. Then we want to look at our other bucket that's designed specifically for growth. Not that our index annuity won't grow, it will, but now we've got this other bucket of money. And so the way we say it in our industry, Jeff, is this other bucket of money is unmolested by income. And what do we mean by that? Well, we put enough money in the bucket with the index annuity, now we gotta put some money over here and we prefer to use the private wealth platform at Charles Schwab known as Market Guard. Just outstanding portfolio design. Uh, we really love the results. And you know, what are we really chasing? We're, we're chasing better returns and less risk. So this money over here in the other bucket, Market Guard, yeah, of course, it has market risk. It's a portfolio, it's actively managed. But since we're not drawing income from that market guard bucket, the goal is to just let that explode with growth. Now you might go to that bucket for an emergency or maybe the air conditioner blows up or you wanna take a nice long trip you know, down the Amalfi coast of Italy or to the Caribbean or go on a cruise and you wanna pluck a little bit of money from that bucket. That's great because that's what it's there for growth and unknown future needs. Some of that might be vacation needs. And then when you get old, Jeff, so let's say you retired at 62 and your other bucket, your market guard bucket of money has grown and grown and grown. And now maybe there's some healthcare needs or home care needs, you know, sneaking into the equation. Well, you were smart. You protected your income on the first bucket and it's still coming to you. And the second bucket, yeah, you've pulled some money out of it here and there for this and that, but overall, you let that bucket explode with growth. So now you're moving into your later years. Let's say you're 80, 85, 90, 95. You've got this great big bucket full of money for unknown needs, or maybe you're just, you know, your legacy planning. But you want to divide it into two thought processes. One, I got to create my income and I have to protect it. And I don't like bonds right now. And the other bucket is market guard for growth. Now there's one more piece there, Jeff, to kind of wrap your head around a little bit. So now we're over here talking about our growth bucket, market guard, right? Well, let's pretend for easy math, you have $1 million to the penny. And let's say you put 500,000 into the indexed product that has no market linked risk of loss. So that money's protected, right? So if that money is protected, that's half of your money, then the other bucket, market guard bucket, I like to tell my clients it's their choice, you know, because everyone's different, but I like to get aggressive on the other bucket of money. Why? Because half of my money is already protected. I've eliminated the need for a whole bunch of bonds in my growth bucket 
because I used the indexed annuity. Hence the bond replacement program. Now my other bucket, my market guard portfolio bucket can sit there and explode with growth and not be held back by a big chunk of bonds. Does that kind of make sense? How you, how you kind of divide up those two buckets of money and use, use the indexed annuity in a smart methodical way. Well, I, yeah, I was just thinking, uh, yeah, I was just thinking as you're saying that, think about 2020, just the peaks and valleys, just of the market. And if you're, if you don't have uh, the guarantees attached, then the bonds, I mean, now how are you going to manage all that? And it it would impact um, emotionally how you deal with the, the growth portion of your retirement. You're 100% right. And if you think about it, right, if we take out the corona, you know, market drop, and it's come back to this point, but if you take that out, we've had the longest bull run up market in history. Yeah. And so any logical person doesn't have to be a financial genius, but you can just think to yourself, are we going to get another 10 years of record-breaking growth or is there a better chance the market might move down or even just be somewhat volatile and sideways maybe trending up a little bit maybe trending down a little bit what does the future bring well i don't know any more than you do and anybody that says they do is a dreamer so utilize these products and understand how they work not only to protect your asset but to protect your income it's it's critical jeff I agree. Great information, Larry. I appreciate you sharing that with uh, the audience. No, I, I love to. Sometimes I, I tend to get a little geeky or dived a little too <laughs> deep, but um, yeah, it's just my personality and probably one cup too many of coffees, right? No, no, that's, hey, you know what? Uh, in this day and age, people, um, they need help and they need to know that whoever they're depending on is knowledgeable. So um, we'll get into how. The audience can get a hold of you in a second, but let's talk about what we're, you know, kind of transitioning. What are we going to talk about next week? Sure. Um, you know, when we look at historicals, which we do all the time, you know, we'll look at the charts and graphs and technicals and all these different things. But one thing I like to point out to people is the S and P 500 returns from basically 1998, if I can round that off, to about 2012. And you look at that time period on a chart and you just draw a box around it. And what we call that is the lost decade. And why we call it the lost decade, we'll get into on our next podcast. But if you had retired at the beginning of that time period, let's say even the year 2000, right? That was a dot-com recession. If you retired then and were not properly structured, on our next podcast, I'll explain to you what would have happened to that person. It's, it's not pretty. And it really is kind of painful to talk about and think about for a lot of people. But we have to think about that history in order to make sure it doesn't happen to us or to our clients, right? So it's important to understand. So we'll dive into that next week. Well, history definitely repeats. And yep. uh, that's a nice tease there. So. That'll make sure everybody comes back. There you go. So if somebody, uh, something that we offer through the podcast series is a complimentary retirement 
consultation with Larry and his team. Um, how can somebody get a hold of you directly, Larry? Sure. So a uh, couple of ways. Uh, one, I will give out my personal number on this podcast. It is 571-344-4564. As you can imagine, I'm busy. I'm in meetings all the time. But if you call, leave a voicemail, who you are, how to get back in touch with you, and I will return your call, even if you just have a simple question. The second way you can go to our website, retirementprotectionsolutions.com. There's a lot of material there on all kinds of different things. Be sure to watch some of the short videos, some of our TV episodes. You'll learn a little bit about our company. And I would say in the last point, Jeff, is this as a firm of what we do, what we specialize in. What we don't do is just stick somebody into a portfolio and kind of brush our hands and say, have a nice day. You'll probably be okay. No, this is full retirement planning, net of inflation, taxes. We projected out through age 95 and we tested in a great economy and we tested in a lousy economy. And that's critically important to understand how and why you're being structured in a certain manner. And, and that's what we do, Jeff. We're a retirement planning company. We don't generally take younger people in. You know, we're working with assets that exist and structuring them properly. So I hope that makes sense to all of our listeners. Um, but I just wanted to kind of tease that up so people understood. Got it. You can also, as federal employees out there listening, and I can go to our website, fedchecklist.com, fedchecklist.com, download a free retirement workbook, report, and budget. You can also post questions on there that we'll get to Larry. Let us know that you attended the podcast. So, all right, great session. Thank you. Well, thank you, Jeff. It was a pleasure being on, and, and I will compliment you on fedchecklist.com. It's just an amazing site and a great place to start. So it is. everybody have a nice week. It was a pleasure being on. We'll be back next week, and we'll get into that lost decade in more detail. So uh, check us out next week. Thanks.